With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast with Jake Edwards and Jason Matthews. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Sure is. Welcome to it. Uh, to our listeners through SENQ 693am in Brizzy and SEN 1620am on the Gold Coast. This is Saturdays in the Southeast. Jake Edwards. Hello, mate. Happy Saturday morning, Jake. I think it's Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> mate, it's a little early to be having a drink, let's be honest. <laughs> I had... I'm playing no football today, mate, so maybe I'm just a bit relaxed. Little birdie, little birdie, because I've got my ear to the ground with the quaffle and all the other. Well, you're not in the quaffle, you're in the. Div one. Div one. Yeah, div one. I've got my, I have my sources. You've been dropped. <laughs> That's not true. Well, what happened? Tell me. Talk me through it. Well, I'm not playing this weekend. I've got a couple of client commitments. Uh, ah, yeah. bloody work. I've Gets in the way of everything. Well, here's the thing, right? There's two auctions I've got on. Yeah. One is at 10 a.m. and that's fine. Yeah. 3 p.m. the next one. Right, but don't they uh, – can't you change the times uh-huh. that suit you? I need, I need to make a call to the agent and say, hey, <laughs> any chance, mate, you can pull it forward a bit. But 3 p.m. <laughs> on a Saturday at the auction – Got to do what you got to do, mate. But that'll kill you not playing footy. Like, I remember when I was playing fourth grade cricket at Queens, the great Queens Cricket Club, the home of Matty Kuhneman. Okay. Who made his debut for Australia this the year. Cricketer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, who, what, what else would he well, be? Well, I was just trying to put cricket. two and two together it's there. Right? Club. Well, no, he was good. I wasn't. Yeah, okay, right. And there was another bloke I played with who actually made his debut the same week as Matty Kuhneman did for Australia. He made his debut for New Zealand. I forget his name, which is terrible. Well, they're all out of Queen's Cricket Club. I'm out of Queen's Cricket Club. I was it, from the 34ths. But anyway, whenever I missed out on playing because of work commitments, mate, it's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's shattering. A, it's horrible. When you're 35, however, my body's starting to really fail me the last couple of weeks. It's not a bad idea, mate. So my, How's my, it failing you? My, my right knee's not great. It's, it's really bad it at the gout? moment. It's definitely not gout. Arthritis? Um, although my old man has gout, so it might be... Uh, mate, I get it. Through, yeah. I've missed a mate's 50th because I had gout. Oh, so I couldn't soft. stand up. That's I, soft. I couldn't <laughs> stand up. Hey, um, hey, just before you get onto this, what? Um, last weekend, yeah. I think the listeners deserve an explanation as to where you were. I had golf. Yeah, where was golf? In Brisbane. Brisbane you, Golf, golf, golf uh, Club. I, I got a feeling it was at Live. No. I don't get an invite to that stuff, mate. Uh, you're the big dog in Queensland, yeah, Jay. Yeah, so but I reckon I, you trust got me, an invite. Trust me, I didn't get an invite whatsoever. No, I was at Brisbane Golf Club. Uh, had a great day. Did you, uh, 115? No, no I played an Ambrose, so I, I was okay. I was safe. I didn't do too much damage uh, to the course, but it was a good day. It was a very good day indeed. Hey, today, I need you to do some work for us because, yeah, we're talking about housing affordability uh, in Queensland, particularly around southeast Queensland. In fact, we should put this one onto the list for next week uh, when we talk about, you know, wealth and health and all that. One of the most str- distressing things at the moment is trying to find a rental property. Oh, yeah. And I don't know whether it's and, – and, and you can't put all the blame on landlords because, you know, interest rates have also gone up. 
which is poor, which has forced investments to go up uh, with repayments. I don't know what the answer is, but we should talk about that next week. Brisbane, the rent in Brisbane now is as high as Sydney and Melbourne. Well, you hear from the with the AFL the, talking about the expansion clubs up here with the Gold Coast Suns and that, and they're saying that it's more expensive to live here now on the Gold Coast than it is in Sydney. Oh, here we go. Just they're from gonna, a relocation point of view. You're going to get an extra 10% like the Swanee's <laughs> got to get Buddy. So they should. So they should. Wait, oh, the what? challenge at the moment is, is I think the, the rumour is trying to keep uh, the big fella, Kingy. Him. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a bit of whispers hanging around that he... Uh, he might be heading south again, but I hope not. I really hope not. I, I know I know Kingy well, and um, you know from what all I know, he's he's happy here on the Gold Coast. He's got a beautiful home. I helped him buy Jace in Burley go. there. So from what I know from the home we bought, he's not going anywhere. But here's my thing for you. We'll talk this week about where are are there any bargains out there, and you're going to give us some examples of that. Whether you want to buy a unit slash townhouse, or whether you want to buy a standalone home, you're going to give us some advice on that. A little later on, because that's what you do. You go and find places for people to buy who who can't be stuffed going around to all these different real estate agents and missing out. You kind of, that's what you do for a living. You go and find properties for people. So it's our job. you've got the finger on the pulse. So we're going to talk to you about what are the hotspots around the southeast that you can actually still get a half-decent bargain in. But next week, I reckon we should talk to someone about the rental crisis. Yeah, got a couple of mates we can we can get in. Absolutely. About that. All right. Uh, Redland Victoria Points head coach Phil Cast will join us uh, on the show as well. And this bloke, I, 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 we spoke to him on Sports Day um, a couple of months ago before he took off on the trek. Tim Franklin, he's running the world at the moment. Now, how do you know Tim? So, Timmy, I met him through one of the Cooparoo boys. He's yep. uh, been associated with the club for a while, but I met him just before he took off four weeks before. Um, now he finds himself in Georgia in America. Yeah, wow. In the US at the moment. So it'd be great to catch up with him, see how he's going. But follow him on Instagram. It's quite incredible, his day-to-day scenes at the moment. He, I got, we'll get him to talk about he nearly got run over by a car int- oh. intentionally. Oh, well, someone tried to kill him. Someone swerved at him running along the road. So, yeah, quite dramatic, but we'll catch up with Timmy later. And you, um, and he's also doing it for a charity as well, so we'll go into that as well. Yeah, so, important uh, cause. Plenty to cover off on today's show. We'll also preview a weekend in Quaffle. Uh, my Labrador boys, I need to bounce back this week against Palm Beach. Big at, game, Palmy Army. Uh, at Cook Murphy. At Cook Murphy, and as we know, PB have recruited really well with Frawley and... And the likes now playing there. So big, big game. Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll look at that. Also, things we're looking forward to this weekend. Plenty to come up on Saturdays in the Southeast. You want to get involved? 0457 736 736 is our number. This is Saturdays in the Southeast on SCNQ 693 AM and 1620. You've got Jason Matthews and Jake Edwards here. When we come back, Phil Cast, the Redland Victoria Point. Head coach joins us here on Saturdays in the Southeast. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. NAB AFL Auskick is back. Register at play.afl slash auskick. This is Saturdays in the Southeast on SEN. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, Jake Edwards and Jason Matthews here. Today, time to talk footy. How'd you go last week, by the way? I wasn't on the show, but I, I, I hear the show went all right, but 
How did your footy go? The show went better without you, Jason. To oh, be honest, please. you probably cut it out. <laughs> uh, I heard you were down at Live anyway, but that's another conversation. No, um... I wasn't. No, I was at Brisbane Golf Club. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a big Bris- difference. Brisbane Golf Club, was <laughs> it? Um, no, we, go, went, we went you... good, man. We had another good win. We're four and zero at the moment, the Kings. But how'd you go? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Keep a couple, miss oh, a couple. You? Yeah. Did yeah. you miss some sitters? Nah, no, nah, they're never sitters, Jace. Did you take any possess? Uh, what is it? Contested, contested marks? marks? Yeah, a couple. I'm getting better. Oh, the yeah. right knee's giving me trouble at the moment, but that's just old age and wearing Dicky knee. Yeah. Right out. Let's talk about a team that is absolutely flying as well. Uh, Phil Cass is uh, joining us on the show right now. Of course, he is the head coach of Redland Victoria Points. Um, shark? No, sharks. Yeah, sharks. sharks. Yeah, sharkies. Yeah. Phil, how are you, mate? Yeah, Jake, Jason, good, good guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. I was sharks little, is correct, mate. Yeah, well, when I heard we're talking to the coach of the sharks, I've gone, you beauty. They've got a great buffet. Going to have a chat to him about you know which buffet is the better <laughs> one. But then I realised it wasn't Southport Sharks. <laughs> no, but it was uh, it was Phil. <laughs> Phil, uh, mate, they've got a good spread at Southport, but we, we've got a we've got a good restaurant at, at Vicky Point Sharks as well. Don't worry about that, mate. Three wins, no losses to start the year. Yeah, yeah. No, look, it's been a been a really pleasing start to the year, um, and you know, the, I think the Quaffles in a really good spot at the moment as a competition. And there's a lot of strong teams out there, so we're yeah we're happy we've sort of got ourselves up and about and off to a off to a good start. Now, Phil, over pre-season, mate, what's something that you guys as a collective worked on the hardest, do you think, to get you ready to go for this year and to be in the position that you're in? Um, yeah, look, it was it was a good pre-season um, and it was probably our first pre-season for a while where we got some real consistency in there. Like we've had, obviously, the COVID years recently. We, we had a bit of flooding last year, which caused um, issues with our oval. So we just... We got some real consistency in there this year, but but we probably had a real focus as well on uh, just just sort of power and, and speed and strength with the boys. High-intensity high work, sort of decision-making under pressure. Probably went away from the, the endurance stuff of the past. So, yeah, we, we probably reformatted our, our pre-season a little bit, and, and at this stage, it's looking like it's, it's working nicely. Are there a couple of players that have really stood out to you at the moment? You've brought in some new faces, and anyone's really, really standing out? Yeah, yeah. Look, we've um, we brought in a couple of um, you know really handy recruits in, in Lucio Sullivan, who, who actually did used to play for us back in our our NEFL days. Um, but has been with the Lions in the VFL um, since then, and uh, Ruben William as well. We found in the VFL um, down in Victoria, former Brisbane Lions player as well. So a couple of really handy recruits, but. Um, but yeah, just got a lot of guys that are that are playing good footy at the moment. Yeah, we've got you know some midfielders, Brocky Aston and, and Caleb Franks that are you know churning out some really big numbers and and sort of uh, across for, forward. Um, Jack Rolls been a real standout across half forward, and, and then a couple of key backs in Adrian Williams and, and Mitchie Stallard that are playing some great footy too. So um, yeah, we got we got some guys in pretty good form at the moment. Hey, um, with people, you know, learning more about the Quaffle this year, including myself, uh, on this show, Saturdays in the Southeast. Phil, what's your background <laughs> in footy? So I was um, originally from uh, from Victoria, and uh, I was playing in the the VFL down in Victoria with with the Box Hill Hawks, um, great club down there. Um, but got to I think I was twenty one or twenty two, and 
decided it was uh, it was time for a bit of a sea change and, and to move somewhere a bit sunny. And I ended up yeah, landing at well, with the Redland Bombers at that stage. Um, we've had a bit of a name change since. But, um, yeah, thought I'd come up for just a year or two and, and ended up staying, well, I've been up here the best part of 15 years now since. So, uh, um, yeah, went on to play for the club for about, about 10 years. Um, yeah, had a great time as a player and, and now now as a coach. So that's sort of uh, my background. Uh, what do you do for a crust? So I work uh, for a great company called Marnie's Transport. Um, we're actually based down in Victoria. I spent a few years in between uh, down in country Victoria, down near Warrnambool in the Hampton League. And um, Marnie's was one of our major sponsors down there. And I, I do the business development for them. I, I Get to work off the laptop on the phone at home, so it's uh, it's a great gig. Um, gives me some flexibility, and um, yeah, like I said, a, a great company. Phil, take us a little bit inside the club, mate. Well, what's the culture like there? You bring in some new players, some new faces. Yes, they're locals, but they're walking into a new setup. Is it? Have you focused anything much around the culture environment, and uh, what's it like there down at the Sharks? Yeah, look, look, we certainly have. I think, um, I think that's probably the biggest part of any successful team is the way guys interact and and the way you know that they sort of think about their footy and, and and look after each other. So we've done a lot on that the last few years, and, and probably one of the one of the things we're fortunate with um, is that look, we have brought in a couple of recruits, but we've been uh, been really good and and really strong from a retention standpoint. Um, you know, I think we've only had probably two new players. Um, play under our banner so far this season. Um, so we've got guys that have played, you know, two, three, five, ten years together. Um, so they, they sort of know a lot about each other, um, the expectations we've got. And we, we put a lot back into our, our leadership group and sort of let them, um, you know, run the show a little bit in, in terms of the way um, that player culture is. And, um, yeah, I've been, been really impressed with the way the boys have, Taken, uh, taken the lead and taken ownership. It's been great. How many grades you got there, Phil? Um, so we've got uh, at our, our club at the moment. So we've got the three the three grades in the quaffle. So we've got our seniors, our development, and our colts. Um, we've also got a Friday night side. Our QFA did four sides, so they play Friday night, and then we've got a, um, a girls side as well in the. Uh, in the QFAW Div 2. So they uh, they had a win in their round one game nice. last weekend, got off to a good start under under Scotty Fife, so that was good. So we've got five five senior sides. Oh, well, any fat and 40 blokes uh, running around at the club? <laughs> <laughs> Need some blokes to run water for you? <laughs> we do have a Masters. As... <laughs> I'm not far off these days myself, so when I get out there, I'm probably in that list. But, um, look, we've got... Um, We've got a master side as well, um, the Bayside Bombers. They're called, but um, I think I think they've they've got the right idea. They just get out there every second week, and um, and they got the over thirty fives and the over forty fives. So it's always uh, always good to watch them as well. Now, before we get into Maroochydore this week, who you take on, Phil? Talk about the Quaffle, mate. Tell us about where it's at, where it sits. I think it's in a really strong position, as you said off the off the top there. Talk about your last three games. What have you noticed? And then moving forward, who do you think is going to challenge you guys for the next few weeks and leading to the rest of the year? Yeah, yep, no worries. And, and look, yeah, I think the Quaffle is in a really good spot at the moment. I think since the NEFL, uh disbanded a couple of years ago, 
obviously a lot of quality came back into the into the quaffle and, and we've seen a lot of guys come up from um, down south, a lot of Victorians and, and South Australians and all the you know, the, the handy players from down south have re- relocated up to Queensland. We've seen a lot of that. Um, so it's probably as strong as I've ever seen it at the moment. Um, our first three rounds, um, we've had Noosa, Labrador and Broadbeach. So they were all finalists from last year. So so good, strong teams um, to come up against. Um, so I, I guess, uh, especially last weekend against Broadbeach, we, we got pushed all the way there. I think we might have come out up by 22 points or something like that. But that was a really good, strong um, contest. And I think we found last year as well, um, if, if you're playing one of those sides in the top four or top six, it's, it's going to be a tight contest. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to play your best footy all day. I'd, I'd imagine Broadie will be up around the mark again. As we look like they've, uh, they've started really strongly. Um, and some of the sides um, that didn't have a Stronger seasons last year, your morning sides and, and your Mount Gravats and some of these sides are, are having a lot of early wins and, and looking like they're up and about as well. We've got our, we've got our boy Mitchie Robinson at morning side. Yeah. Chase? Oh, you can carve him up. He, he <laughs> didn't play golf last week because he had a broken finger. It's like, oh, come on, Mitchie. Stop being soft. What's going on with you? All right, listen, let's, let's look at this weekend's games. Uh, I had my Labrador go last week, by the way. I had the boys go. They win? Oh, no, I think they got beaten last oh, week. Okay. Yeah. Let's not talk about that then. Mate, you've got uh, Maroochydore this weekend. Nice weekend on the sunny coast. Yeah, we'll make the, uh, the trip up the M1. So, uh, look, always a, a really tough assignment against Maroochydore up there. They're, they're a quality side. They were in the grand final only two years ago. Um, they actually knocked us out of the finals that, that year. So, we, uh, we still <laughs> own one. But... Um, yeah, they, they had a good win last week, and yeah, we know we know they're going to be up and about, so we'll have to play our, our best footy. It's a really big ground up there, um, so it tests teams out uh, physically. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the challenge. All right, let's run through the rest of the games. We'll get your tips, boys. Uh, Jake Noosa mm. host Aspley. Aspley. Phil, what do you reckon? Yeah, look. I, 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 Always hard at Noosa, but I think Aspie will be too strong. What a weekend trip away, though. Hanging out on Hastings Street in white <laughs> shoes. That'd be great. Uh, Wills to play Mount Gravatt at Hickey Park. Who wins that, Phil? Yeah, that, that'll be a close one. Mm. Um, I think Grange uh, went down last week, so I think they'll be, they'll be up and about on the tipping Grange. Yeah, I agree. I think that'll be a close one as well, Phil mentioned, but I think Grange will get the chocolates at the end of the day there. Mount Cravat have been going all right. Okay, Morningside uh, at home against Sherwood. I'm going to say Sherwood just to piss off Mitchie Robson. <laughs> what do you reckon, Phil? <laughs> Morningside should get the job done. form at the moment, uh, yeah. the siders, so I'll, uh, I'll tip Morningside. Rightio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, you're going to pick Redland, Vic Point against Maruchidor. What about you, Jake? Yeah, I think Redland will get the job done up there. No worries. Geez, this is going to be a this this will be a fierce battle on on the weekend. Labrador versus Palm Beach at Cook Murphy. She'll be there'll be fireworks. <laughs> Who wins that, Phil? Look, I think Palm Beach have recruited really strongly. Actually, they're they're one of the sides to watch for this year, but I agreed it'll be it'll be a, a really close contest, but I'll tip uh, Palmy to get up in a close one. Who wins the fight, Jake? Uh, 
Oh, that's a great quote. The Palmy Army uh, <laughs> against the the Labradorians. Uh, probably Palmy wins right, that yeah. five, mate. Okay, we yeah. resent that. And Broadbeach <laughs> uh, taking on service Surfers at Subaru Oval. Who wins that, Jake? Broadbeach. Broadbeach get the job done against Surfers. Right, yeah. You agree with that, Phil? Yeah, I think Surfers much improved side this year, but Broadie will be a bit too strong. Rightio, all games 2 o'clock this afternoon, by the way. Season 2023, Regos are open for the NAB AFL Auskick and club footy. Sign up at play.afl forward slash Auskick. Hey, Phil, uh, we really do appreciate your time this morning on Saturdays in the Southeast. Phil Cast, the Redland Victoria Point head coach. Thanks for your time, mate, on SEN. Thanks, Phil. Good on, good on you guys. Thanks for having me. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Yeah, welcome back to Saturdays in the Southeast. Jason Matthews, Jake Edwards. Hello to our listeners on SENQ 693am in Brizzy and also those on 1620 SEN on the Gold Coast. Get involved anytime. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Um, we want to talk. It's a show where we talk about footy, health, and wealth. So, you know, when we talk about wealth, we talk about not just money, but we talk about, uh, you know, your lifestyle. And one of the biggest things at the moment, Jake, uh, and you do this professionally for a living. Um, what is it? The Edwards Property Group. Correct? Edwards Property Co. Yep. Yeah. And and what you do is you go out. You're a buyer's agent. So a buyer comes to you and says, "Rightio, I want to. I need a house." I'm, I'm struggling to find most people probably from interstate, so can't get up here. But you go right, okay. I'm struggling to find a place. I want you to go and find me one. You deal with the people who've got all the properties, the the real estate agents. You quite correct me if I'm wrong, but you would find out about stuff as they're coming on it or before they come on the market. Because a lot of the times, a house comes up or a unit comes up, you click on it or you ring the agent and go, "Sorry, it's gone." It's gone. Yeah, that's right, Chase. Our job is really to source the right property to inspect it, to do do the due diligence and then negotiations. There's three main areas. But most of our clients come to us in for three reasons. One is they're burnt out. They're sick of getting out on the weekends, um, sick of dealing with agents, no callbacks, et cetera, et cetera. Next one is logistics. So interstate clients, yep. even people up north, Queensland, who want to buy investments down here in the southeast. Uh, the other reason is just too time poor professionals who just work hours and they just don't have time to get out and, and weekend sport home. driving kids around everywhere and playing sport yourself and it's it's hard mate isn't yeah, it Yeah, it is and most opens are during those hours on yeah. on a weekend and generally after hours at 5 5 30 where most mum and dads are preparing for dinner or got kids and that sort after so our jobs are really take that away Take the stress away. Now, since COVID, the market has just gone nuts we all know that around the southeast mm-hmm. oh, for, for, speak for myself, my house doubled in value, you know, overnight. It was just ridiculous. Uh, But compared to the rest of the country, some say we were still undervalued. Now we're probably on par. But are there any other – can you still find – without naming the suburb yet, we'll get to that in a moment. Mm. Can you still find bargains anywhere around the southeast or even Queensland? Yeah, you can. You absolutely can. you just got to know where to look and who to ask. Uh, the, the traditional process of finding a property is go to realestate.com, find yep. the property, call the agent. Oh, yeah, no, nah, it's not listed anymore or it's sold. And then you kind of go back to the same process. So th- there are some tips and tricks that we share 
that we implement for our clients to get access to those off-markets and pre-markets. But in terms of a bargain, there are areas in the southeast that you can start if you're looking for those those gems, I guess you'd call them at the moment. And and if you're a first home buyer, for example, um, you know, instead of instead of going for I want the four bedroom, two bathroom. 600 square block, you know, <laughs> I want that piece. Maybe you've got to manage your expectations a little bit yeah. to match your budget because maybe that's something. God, I remember, and back in my day, I, I don't remember getting a four-bedroom house till I'd been in the market for 20 years. Yeah. You know, it's something you build up to, right? It is. It's a great point you make, and that's part of our job, again, as buyers agents, is to sit down and, and have, like, what we call a discovery call with potential clients and set that expectation, the reality around what do you want Let's talk about, is that even achievable first and foremost? And then next step is, okay, let's identify what that property is and, and where. Mm. But I think you're, you're right. Even when I bought my first home, was down in Victoria, I bought some land and built, you know, for just under 400000 as well. But yeah, a lot of people come to us in that first home buy bracket who are a little bit kind of, you know, unrealistic with their brief and matching up with uh, how much they got to spend. So a lot of the time it pushes them a little bit further out. Or it might go from a home down to a duplex or a townhouse to get them closer to the areas they might want to live. There are different options. You just got to look at the brief a little bit differently and then pros and cons with each. You know, would I prefer to buy land and dirt? Absolutely. Over an apartment or a unit. But some people want that lifestyle potentially close to the water or mm. close to a city. Or close to their jobs. Or their jobs. And you're going to have to start looking at kind of townhomes or, or duplexes. Are we, um, are we seeing a slowdown in the market yet or is it still is it still bubbling along nicely is it flattened out how is the southeast queensland market looking yeah it's come back a little bit it's probably when you say that what i'll give you the example so you know we purchased a property for a client that they originally wanted two point nearly 2.6 we ended up getting a deal done at 2.2 now that's that's quite dramatic example but it market has come back i would probably say around closer to 10 percent but, you know, before COVID and then what we went through with COVID, we're still in front from a you know value point of view compared what, to this time a couple what, years What ago. about this? I don't know if you deal on these properties, but what about the sweet spot of six to 800,000? Yeah, it's still pretty strong, Jace. The demand in that market is, is very, very high. Like uh, we've got our team heading out to inspections on a weekly basis and the feedback I'm getting from them at the inspections is that, for example, around the north end of Gold Coast, so that kind of Coomera yep. area and that, some opens are getting 30 to 40 groups still no through way. yeah, on those homes. So they're holding some value. And the, the challenge that we have and many people have is just stock. Yeah, there isn't as much as there was. I think it's come back around. Why is that? Uh, I think listings uh, have dropped 18% compared to this time last year. Is it because year. we're not building enough? One, not building enough. I think people with the interest rates over the last four to six months are really just bucketing down and just saying, okay, well, we're not going to sell because we're going to buy into the same market. Mm. So let's just find a way to get through this, you know, this challenge over the next two or three months. And then we'll look at listing. This time of the year traditionally is, is a lower listing period anyway, coming into winter. I think you'll find, and we will start to see more properties coming up leading into the spring part at the back end of this year. What about the influx of Southerners post-COVID now that the borders are open, people are going, I'm not going to be locked down potentially for another three years. I'm getting out. A lot of people moving from Victoria. It's still happening. Yeah. I and think, they're taking up the listings as well. Yeah, they are. And they're getting uh, first options. Well, let's give an example again. I went to an auction on the weekend. It was me bidding against one other buyer. They were on the phone from Sydney. 
20 minutes before the auction, the agent had them on the phone walking through sight unseen and they outbidded by about 300000 compared to the valuation we had on the property about a week before. Wow. So we had a valuation that at 1.95, uh, they end up paying 2.25 for the property and they're Sydney sight unseen. Um, it is happening. It's still happening. A lot of our clientele makes up 70 to 80% of, of who we work with is interstate migration coming up. The international borders have opened too. You know, got some numbers here that uh, the migration's gone up 171%, you know, since the back of, of this time last year. Yeah, very low base. Very, very low base, yeah. yeah. So 146,000, it's gone up to now 395,000 people have immigrated uh, back into And are they uh, buying or just looking to rent? Well, they're looking to rent, and I think that's what's pushing a lot of pressure on that rental market as yeah, well. we'll talk about that. And people are just week, looking yeah. to get into a home. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it firsthand. It's literally like auctions when it comes to that's getting crazy. your own rental. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't yeah. it? Um, I know people who bought our house were from Hong Kong, mm. and they'd never seen the house. Sight unseen. It, yeah. it blows your mind, doesn't it? Get it's, your head around that. It's incredible. Well. Yeah, and that's where our service came into its own from the last 12 months with people migrating up. They want to not move into a rental straight away. They trust us and our opinion yeah. and us getting out to the homes, talking them through it, and then giving the right advice. All right. If you're in the market for a property and you're trying to buy something at the moment and you're restricted by budget, Jake, where are the best places that may buy units, units slash townhouses or houses at the moment around the southeast? Yeah, so there's a few areas, Jay. So, I mean, a lot of the research we've done and a lot of time we spent has been the last six months with that 600 to $1 million buyer. Now, I'll focus on the kind of Brisbane area and then bring it down here. It's hard know, to think of a Gold property Coast. at a $1 million as a bargain, isn't it? It is. It really is. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> You're not wrong. But look, the, the areas in the south, kind of southeast side of Brizzy that I, I still love, and you can still pick up a home on some dirt. So, around that Wynnum Manly area. Uh, we spoke um, about Redland Bay earlier as well. So that kind of southeast corridor, you can still find, you know, a three-bedroom home on a bit of dirt um, that I think is of really, really good value between that kind of eight to $900,000 mark yep. for, you know, again, potentially a first homeowner, but definitely a young family looking to get into the market and build yep. their portfolio off the back of that. And then you come down further south here. So what's happening and what we're seeing that, Burley heads, everyone loves the idea of Burley, Palmy, Mermaid, and a lot of southern. I don't, because you can't get any parking. Well, that's that's exactly to my point. So a lot of people now are seeing, well, wh where do I get value for money? Where is it? It's just crazy busy around here. So everyone's pushing north, which you'd be happy with, living up in the north end of the Gold Coast, Chase. Paradise Point, Hollywell. Runaway Bay, these areas, I think uh, you can still now get you're a, talking my language. Yeah, well, you can still get a home, but a duplex townhome yep, yep. type of thing that you'd get into the market for that reasonable cost around that seven hundred to nine hundred thousand dollar mark. You have to do a bit of work to it as a renovator because that area there's a lot of old money up there. Um, so you can buy something, but get in, spend two or three years, put a lick of paint on it, yep. you know, make it look a little bit more. Uh, upgraded, and then you're going to get some good value for money. Hospitals as well. nearby, schools nearby, and the water is like five, ten minutes away, depending where you are. Yeah, and I think it's it's safe for families who who want the water but don't want that surf element. Yeah. So you've got the you know the flat area there with the water where you don't have to worry about you know the rips and the the waves and things yeah, like that good. for for a young family. So, and my I myself, I live in Hope Island also here on the coast. So. 
for me, I think it's an area that's going to go boom. I've helped a lot of builders over the last six months identify properties up around there. So that tells me that, you know, they've got their finger on the pulse just about. Can you help our builder hurry up and build my joint? <laughs> He's struggling. Ser- oh, seriously. <laughs> it's only a year behind. <laughs> hey, there's also one more yeah, place quick. as well that I think that, yeah, if my my money's going to be invested over the next 12 months into a, a new property and where I'm looking, it sits outside of the Queensland border, but the Tweed Shire, in my opinion, is, it? is going to be the next burly kind of growth Mate, area. Mate, it's God's country. Oh, it's it's sensational. Well, Cabarita like, and Kingscliff have already boomed, right? They've gone. So you've got Cabarita, Kingscliff coming up, then you've got Cooley and Kira that coming down. Yeah. What sits in the middle? You've got Tweed. You've got the easy access to the M1. Yeah, right. You're near the coastline there. Yeah, it's the easy to get to Byron, the airport. Um, yeah, I just think that you, you can literally buy a property if you're willing to go on the other side of the border um, for anywhere between 600 to 750 Fair income. for a home. Yep, around Tweed, uh, Tweed West area, Benora Point, those type of spots. Beautiful part of the world. Great, Great. fishing in the Tweed River. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Right, yeah, thanks for that, Jake. Uh, some good information. Still some bargains to be had. This is Saturdays in the southeast. Uh, coming up soon, we're going to chat about a well, a guy who's running across the world. His name's Tim Franklin. Joins us next on Saturdays in the southeast. Considering a buyer's agent, visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Jake Edwards, Jason Matthews here on SCNQ 6.93am and SCN 16.20am on the Gold Coast. Very soon, what we're looking forward to doing this weekend, and I know you're not playing footy, you're you're working. Yes, I've got two-day off, Jason, which is great. Straight after this, I'm in Adelaide. <laughs> good luck. I know. Is that any good, Adelaide? Yeah, well, I, yeah, it's not too bad. I've got one of the one of my boys in that uh, who works for me, Eli Smith. He was at the Brisbane Lions last year. He's uh, made his way down there playing at South Adelaide, which he sucked me into buying a membership. Oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> because he um, the players had a bit of a a competition that if they whoever you know got anyone in their network to buy as many memberships, they got a free trip to Hamilton Island. Yeah, he ended up winning it. Oh no. He hit me up the last 10 minutes before it went uh, went off and I bought a couple for him. So he owes me a, that trip up in Hamilton Island with him. Trying to convince the missus to go and see Adelaide and the Pies on Sunday Arvo. But I think we're going to be doing a winery instead. So there's a whole bunch of us going for a mate's 50th. So it should be a good weekend. This bloke, uh, he won't be enjoying the wineries of South Australia at all. He's currently sitting in a, in a small town in Georgia in the USA. Tim Franklin, I remember talking to him last year. He's about to embark on the run across the world. Now, you know Tim, don't you? I do. I met Tim uh, as part of the boys up at the Cooparoo Footy Club. Uh, he's actually currently already running around the US. Jace, he finds himself in Georgia. Now, Timmy, are you there, mate? I am, gents. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you going? How's your feet? Oh, feet, feet are okay. Calves are all right. Quads are good. Achilles is shot. And the mind is not too far behind it. So the... the Two questions I got for you, Tim. Explain to our listeners, mate, exactly what it is that you're doing and why. And then the next question is is to ask you why the bloody owl would you come up <laughs> with this idea to run around the world? So back in 2017, I met uh, a bloke by the name of Tom Dennis, an Aussie guy from Sydney, um, and he was the second person in history to run around the world. 
Um, and I met him sitting on an aeroplane out to Birdsville to run across the Simpson Desert. And I was like, that sounds like a pretty cool adventure. Um, so ever since then, he planted the seed in 2017. Um, and I was like, oh, I want to look more into that. Um, and the journey is to complete the run around the world. You have to run 26,232 kilometres. You have to cross a minimum of four continents. Um, you've got to cross every line of longitude in one direction. Uh, and there are a few other rules like that. You've got to start and finish in the same place. So I started in Brisbane uh, 145 days ago. Um, and tomorrow I will run my 8,000th kilometre. You get your head around that. He, he is oh. the modern day Forrest Gump. Yeah. Yes, he's out there. He's running. He is. I've been following you, mate, on Instagram. For those who are listening, jump on and just type in Tim Franklin. It'll come up, or Timmy Franklin, as he's uh, as he's known on Instagram. Mate, the other day, you had a bit of a near miss with a car. And from what I could gather from what you were saying, someone intentionally swerved to try and hit you. Is that is that right? No. Yeah, so it's been, I've been really lucky. The cars of cars, trucks have been have been awesome like for 143 days or 142 days i had really no issues at all and i'm I'm running on seriously major highways across the states and then all of a sudden in the space of like 48 hours i've had three near misses and one in particular where the car literally just drove off the road at me i had i, I had to jump i jumped out of the way uh into like a grass patch yeah it just came off the road just was just straight at me yeah Bonkers, bizarre. Uh, yeah, I, I must have spent probably half an hour just sitting there, just like, what the, just trying to, like, I suppose, decompress what just happened. But I'm thinking if that's the worst that can happen, then then I'm probably going okay, to be honest. That's the worst. What's the best experience you've encountered so far? Oh, by far and away, I was running through a tiny little town in Texas, a place called Cactus. Um, in Texas, Cactus in Texas, it was a little, uh, it was a Saturday morning um, and a really avid runner uh, happens to be uh, an elementary school teacher there. And he has set up uh, a cross country team um, kids for him. So, so ages two to four, well, sorry, grades two to four, they came out on a Saturday morning, about 70 of them. And we ran along like the main drag in Cactus, Texas all of us running together. It was pretty, pretty surreal. You know, the whole premise of me doing this run is to get people moving. So for that to happen was, was pretty amazing actually. Um, have you had much support apart from that from, from Americans? Have the media gotten behind you? Have you been given good exposure? No, not really, but that's, that's probably just because it's really difficult because I'm constantly moving. Um, and, and it's really hard to, to let people know where I'll be and when I'll be there. Because I have to, I have to start every day from the exact same point where I finished the night before. Right. So there's, yeah. There's no. Yeah. So there's no real. Yeah. It's really hard to say. I'll be here at this time. Hey, Timmy, take me through your daily routine with food. Now, I'm imagining you're burning a, a whole lot of calories, mate. So, what are you putting in your mouth to uh, replace that plus more? Yeah. So I'm burning between five and six thousand calories a day. Um, I wake up at five o'clock and, and my support crew puts together an enormous plate of scrambled eggs. Um, so that's breakfast. And then we hit the road and whilst on the road, I just consume, uh, like a liquid nutrition called tailwind, 
which is just calories. I eat, um, uh, I have a protein shake sort of every 16 kilometers, which is just like peanut butter, oats, coffee, whatever chucked in there. Um, I have peanut butter on bread with banana. I think I've consumed about 2000 bananas in the time I've been here. Um, and then dinner is usually a huge plate of either chicken or beef, uh, and then, um, salads, pasta salads, mashed potatoes or anything really. How many? That's what a day looks like. So I'm kind of, sorry. No, you're right, mate. You go finish off. I just feel like that. Yeah. All I do is either I'm either running, eating or sleeping. That sounds like me apart from the running bit. <laughs> I was going to say, the same thing. I, I, wish, I wish that was the same. I wish it was the same. I'll take the no, running you out don't. a little bit and just enjoy it. No, you don't. Hey, Timmy, lie on the beach. A, a last couple, couple more questions, mate, is that you, you buy a new pair of footy boots, Jace, you get some blisters and that. You should train in them once or twice before you get it on the footy field. Timmy, your blisters must be absolutely killing you, mate, with a few Band-Aids on the back. Have you got Band-Aid as a sponsor? Hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't have Band-Aid as a sponsor, but I'm lucky enough to have uh, the very good people at Hoka Australia supporting me with the comfiest running shoe in the business. So I've been really lucky. I think I've had one or two blisters the entire time, and they're just no. They're just, I don't believe just, that uh, for one second. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I, I, I've lost nearly every toenail, so my foot modelling career is in strife. <laughs> but um, no, very. Very few blisters. Um, yeah, super comfy run shoes. So I've been really lucky. Now, mate, you're doing it for charity? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is it is a selfish endeavour, obviously, and I'm doing it for my own sort of accomplishment. But, yes, I've been – I'm really lucky to work with a couple of charities in Brisbane. Um, so I've linked with them. One of them's Inspiring Brighter Futures. So we work with um, – we work with disassociated views, getting them back on track. Um, also, Lung Foundation Australia, and then finally, Wings for Life, which is trying to support people with spinal cord injuries. Uh, good on you, Tim. And you only took up running not long ago, didn't you? You you weren't a runner all your life. No, it's, it's getting on now, about, about 16 or 17 years ago, so... I'll probably top the scales out of about 120 kilos, um, just living a lifestyle which is not really focused on a long life. So I just um, made some changes and started running then. Yeah, good on you, mate. Well done. Hey, listen, if you want to follow Timmy and support him, just follow him on, on Instagram. Some great photos on there, by the way. And, uh, mate, make it home safely. When do you predict you'll be home? I'm hoping to be home February next year god <laughs> next year that's still uh, f- uh 10 months away hey listen yeah. mate thanks for joining us on saturdays in the southeast all the best with the run mate good on you thanks tim you're a legend thanks guys cheers there you have it tim franklin make sure you follow him timmy franklin on instagram we're gonna go mate that music means we are wrapping up that's it have a good weekend mate enjoy yourself good luck at your auctions thank you fingers crossed and good- wish me luck in radelaide well, you probably need a bit more than that. <laughs> is it true everyone's in bed by 7? Is that is that a fact for Adelaide? I think the last flight leaves at 7.30, so <laughs> you're stuck. Have a great weekend. This has been Saturdays in the South East on SENQ and 16.20am on the Goldie. Catch you next week.